The code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from Journal.com. And I'm Heather Artis, well, from BlackPearlMinute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 35 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. Yep, it's broken record time. Our Pirates of the Caribbean Minute listener contest is underway and we have a great prize package to say thanks and of course we'd appreciate a share so wander on over to facebook and do that for us that'd be great more details to follow at the end of the show so stick around the package includes the four pack blu-ray movie collection for all the pirates of the caribbean films currently released a replica of the aztec medallion guaranteed not to have any supernatural powers well as much as we can guarantee that we don't want pirates coming to your house exactly well (laughs) unless you want pirates there then that's okay A Pirates of the Caribbean Minute t-shirt and a set of four Pirates of the Caribbean pop vinyls. We're also going to have a second place and a third place too that includes a t-shirt and medallion for second and a Pirates of the Caribbean Minute t-shirt for third place. So it should be fun. Yeah. Those are some pretty good prizes. That's what I'm saying. Get on over there and uh, take a look at blackpearlminute.com or our Facebook page. But basically, essentially, the rules are just, you know... If you like the show, go give us a review and we'll randomly select a couple of names off that list and go for it from there. Am I el- eligible? No, you're not. Oh. Well, let's get going. Okay. In the previous minute, a well-timed and well-placed cannonball screams across the countryside into Swan Mansion, crashing through a post, sending a rather satisfied pirate holding all his newly acquired booty through the door. As Pintel, <laughs> Rigetti, and Elizabeth watch in shock, the chandelier drops, providing Elizabeth just the distraction she needed to slip away. Pintel and Rigetti chase Elizabeth into a dining room and now are looking for Poppet, who managed to hide in a china closet. Minute 35 begins as Elizabeth is hiding in the china closet, yeah, still, and Pintel, addressing her from the middle of the room while searching for her, says, You've got something of ours and it calls to us. He spots the upturned corner of the rug in front of the very doors concealing Miss Swan. The minute ends with Pintel telling Elizabeth that we must honor the code. The location cuts to the under-siege town, pirates plundering, breaking windows, stealing, and Will Turner fighting? Yeah, a pirate. Arr. Well, our resident Foley artist has made another... <laughs> <laughs> ...appearance. That was a quite the lengthy delay, but thanks for that appearance. Anytime. If you don't have anywhere to start, I'm just going to flat out say it. Hello, Puppet! I'm sold that Elizabeth is a secret pirate. Oh, really? How could she not? Really? Yeah. Or at least a pirate groupie, maybe. I mean, this woman definitely has a thing for pirate culture, has studied up on all things pirate. (laughs) I mean, she's right there with knowing exactly what to say as soon as they pop open the doors. Yeah. I mean, this really bolsters the idea that she longs for the freedom of a pirate lifestyle. Yeah. There's no denying it. She's done her research. Yeah, she's ready to be free from corsets, especially the corset of death. 
probably while having her maids help her into dresses and corsets all these years meant she had like plenty of time to just sit there and think while she's holding her breath and daydream about <laughs> living on the high seas, I guess. Pirates for her are movies for us today, I think. You know, it's this yeah. form of escapism, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the ride. You know, right, the yeah. ride has been popular all these years for a reason. Because we all dream of that. Pirates are... Blasting somebody with a cannonball. Well, (laughs) pirates are just something that, in the minds of a child and a lot of times adults, are just something cool. Well, because you don't really know about pirate code. Yeah. And so you don't think that there's any like rules or any of that kind of stuff. So the idea is, wait, there's no rules. I can just do what I want. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, that. And they talk different and... They they go a lot and <laughs> you know it's just it's just kind of cool. They just get to, they get to go on a boat all day and you get to Sounds look like for buried plank. treasure. Who doesn't want to look for buried treasure? Who doesn't want to have you walk the plank? I mean, look for buried treasure. Uh, <laughs> we don't think about that part. Not really. I think about you, you walking the plank. <laughs> I'm gonna make you walk the plank. <laughs> I mean, it's really just a kind of. Who's not interested in a pirate? Yeah, I mean, this is her, this is obviously, you know, some people are just born with something that they really are into and they really like to study or they grab onto. Like you with monsters. Hence why I married you. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you walked right into that one. Anyway, some people are just born with something that they're really interested in and she has found pirates to be that, that something. Yeah. And clearly she's read up on it, she's studied it, reading the stories, whatever information she can find on pirates. I mean, just from what she says here, she knows Parley and Bartholomew and Morgan, yeah. there's some things that we can get into. But <laughs> she gave them the whole Yeah, she speech. basically gave them a rundown. They're probably sitting there going, who the hell are Morgan yeah. and Bartholomew? They just know Parley. <laughs> exactly. I mean, just for her to know exactly what to do in this kind of situation. And then she just tells me that she is a secret pirate. So that's my, my yeah. new crazy theory. And while staring Pintel and Rigetti, you know, these are a couple pirates that are actually in need of a serious dental plan. Yeah. <laughs> Get those guys some dental floss. That's actually why they're at the Swan Mansion, I think. For dental floss. They're, they're scared. Did you find the floss? I got some gold. Forget the gold. We need some freaking dental floss. They look at Elizabeth's teeth and go, we should just pull her teeth out yeah, and put them in seriously. our mouths, man. <laughs> yeah. But back to what I was saying before the, the dental issue here she was really composed enough to say parlay it's not like she was so discombobulated or frightened Uh, yeah i mean i'm not saying that she wasn't frightened but she wasn't so to the point of panicking and stuff she's actually level-headed and this gets back to what we talked about yesterday with her composure with the maid and saying hey they don't know you she's actually able to think on her feet oh yeah not get confused or not what we would typically attribute to a woman from the movies of this time period is that their stereotype is that they faint and we've talked about some of this before fainting and all these things yeah she's actually not part of that although she did faint and fall off a cliff so i think that's at a whole nother level i think that was just to get away from the situation (laughs) exactly (laughs) who wouldn't want to dive away from the guy who can't (laughs) tell that you're dying (laughs) 
So yeah, so she is is composed enough to just actually think this out. Like if they open these doors, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm going to say that and then we can go from there. It was kind of funny when she says parlay and then Pintel goes, what? Yeah. Like you actually know this? <laughs> How is that even possible? That's right. Yeah. He, he got confused or he at least was shocked about it. Yeah. He's like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> <Yeah>. Really? <laughs> we expect this from pirates, not freaking civilians. <laughs> You know that, and and that's the thing. Actually, this word should get around. Elizabeth could actually be the savior for all these Caribbean towns and islands. All she has to do is distribute a leaflet that says, "If the pirates come to your town and start sacking it and plundering and pillaging, everybody needs to stand up front and say parlay." Yeah, (laughs) they'll freeze the action. They'll all scratch their heads. That's the solution. Yep. Or you walk around with a on your ship a flag that just says parlay on it. So you'd be just like, oh my god, we can't even do anything yet. We can't even attack that ship. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a, a good idea. Well, that's what I'm here for. Solutions. I'm here for solutions to problems of the 18th century. Things that you know maybe people haven't thought about yet, like you know running water, all these kinds of things that we take for granted. Sanitation. That's what I'm here for. I'm here brushing to, and flossing. Well, that's definitely it. Yeah, and it, actually, it's funny because you know we will talk about some of the shops that I've seen in the background. And yet, I haven't seen a dentist. No dentist. There needs but, to, that needs to be corrected. But if you look at all all their tea, they've got all nice tea. Oh, they're the Norrington stars of the movie. And Will. What about Jack Sparrow? Jack. Well, he's got a he's got he's gold. got gold teeth, but they're not bad. No, teeth. they're not bad. I mean, they're not they're not like zombie teeth here. No, these they're guys not got... orc teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like the these, orcs from Lord of the Rings, they're not going to the, destroy you with that breath. The, the teeth of chewing on oh I Swirls. forget no the the pea gravel pea when they gravel. were a child <laughs> <laughs> only Heather knows about chewing on pea gravel as a child this is news to everybody out there They're like who, who chews on pea gravel as a kid remember Gretchen she wore her teeth Gretchen's down from, dog, from chewing on pea gravel that's true back to oh. where we were this is an element of her character and I think this is what we saw when she was on the ship as a kid. In the HMS Dauntless, you know, eight years ago. She didn't freeze with fear when she saw the burning merchant ship. No. She didn't freeze with fear when she saw the ship disappearing in the fog. She closed her eyes, but that's it. But that was part of the whole dream sequence and stuff. And she was like, hey, did I really just see that? Yeah. You know, really, she embraced all of the situation. She was curious about it. And then, really, the idea is she took the next logical step. And here... Well, at the logical step on the Dauntless was I'm going to hide the medallion for one thing because she wanted that pirate keepsake. But here it's parlay. And I'm still wondering why that medallion was dusty and hidden, actually. Now that we're seeing how much into the pirate culture she is, it just seems, I know we're rehashing and I usually blame this on you, but it just seems to me she would have been wearing that thing since she found it. Unless she hid it to prevent her father from taking it. Or, you know, because it's much easier to get away with wearing something as a young woman, like she is now, than as a child. Because her ch- dad definitely would have saw it as she was a child yeah. running around with it. As an she adult, couldn't have been able to hide it like yeah, she can now. As an adult, he's not going to come rummaging around or, you know, just probably be in her room yeah. or any of these kinds of things. So that's maybe what it is. I don't know. I still kind of stand with. She kind of. You're going to say she, she forgot about well, that thing? I mean, that's not. Kind of. Not completely about that because she knew she couldn't walk around wearing it because obviously she couldn't have hidden it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she knew it was a pirate's medallion or had to do with pirates. 
And so she didn't want to get caught with it because it could have caused problems. And she knew this. So I think she just kind of stashed it away, knowing she couldn't wear it. And just kind of forgot where exactly she put it. And then when she had that dream, it reminded her of everything. Everything just came back. When it called to her, her precious call to her. Yeah. Yeah. It said, get me out of the drawer. Exactly. (laughs) Unbury me. Actually, do you have the quote, the exact quote that she says right there with the parlay? Yes. Go ahead and read it. She says, parlay. I invoke the right to parlay. According to the code of brethren set down by pirates Morgan and Bartholomew, you have to take me to your captain. And then Pintel says, I know the code. Yeah. And then she says, if an advisory demands parlay, you can do them no harm until the parlay is complete. Yeah. And so that's what I was wondering is, is I... You know, to see if you just so we could set kind of the record of what we were talking about is it she talks about Morgan and Bartholomew and the mm-hmm. pirate code. The code of the pirate brethren, also known as the code or the code of the order of the brethren and commonly referred to as just pirate's code or simply the code, as I was just saying, was really a code of conduct that was used among pirates. And so that's why we see Pintel and Rigetti actually saying, dang it, you know, we have to honor this code. Well, and we're- they're a little pissed at it yeah rigetti says blazes with the code yeah he's not up for sticking no. with the code. <laughs> and i wonder if there are more you know rules or maybe guidelines that'll be something interesting to come up that it will <laughs> so maybe that's why rigetti is so easily like you know blazes with the code let's just get this woman so he kind of holds his knife up towards her when he says blazes with the code you know, and then, of course, Pintel stops him. And so was he going to cut her? I mean, or he's just going to take her and... Yeah, I don't know. They know she has the medallion. Well, I mean, the it's, knife out is, is one thing that's to, you know, they just you gonna, don't run. Yeah. Unless he thought, hey, this chain could be really strong because he doesn't know that it just slips off when you touch <laughs> it. Especially off a young Will Turner. You just touch it, it magically comes <laughs> off, as maybe we have seen. So maybe he thought he actually had to to cut the chain or to use it to try and break it off maybe. or to threaten her. Yeah, uh, to, 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 to take give it, it up off for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know you may not believe this, but I actually looked into the pirate code, and these revered collection of rules were chronicled in the hallowed pirate codex, which was kept at Sh- Shipwreck Cove. So Shipwreck Cove is a place that we'll talk about later or maybe in future movies. So I won't necessarily get all into the shipwreck cove just right now. I do have a list of the rules that are in the pirate code. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you? That's right. So rule number one. They're not that many. There's only 150. So I'll just go ahead and read those off real quick. (laughs) Rule number one. Befriend others wisely. Did you just snort on the air? (laughs) I snored. You snored? Oh, don't snow. This is good stuff. Now I have to start over. Rule number one, befriend others wisely. The right of parlay, sharing of the spoils. Whoever first spotted a treasure-laden ship could choose the best pistol for themselves. Every crew member is to have an equal share in any treasure found. Any man who falls behind is left behind. That's my that's, rule for that's Heather. That's pretty, Yeah. <laughs> Especially when we're out snorkeling. You fall behind, you're gone. Yeah. And then I get in trouble. Dang it. Yeah. An act of war can only be declared by the pirate king, who would parlay with shared adversaries. The king could only be elected by popular vote by all nine pirate lords. Any person who refuses to serve aboard a pirate ship must die. 
Trading for products, fair and square means the seller can do as they like, including resell at a profit. The code calls for pirates to respect their fellows on the account. Knowingly targeting and sinking other pirate ships is strictly forbidden. Killing a surrendered enemy is not allowed. Hence my plan of parlay or just in a town to say surrender and call it good. Yeah. But then you get into the whole, do you really want to just be pushovers for pirates? That word gets out and pretty soon you don't have anything ever. You can't just bow down to the pirates. Sometimes you got to fight back. The code also contains strict regulations on eye patch color and peg leg size, as well as implying that a pirate never gives another pirate away. Okay. Questions? So there you go. There's no questions on these. <laughs> what color are the patches? I didn't get into that. It didn't I didn't I didn't dive that deep. Peg leg size. <laughs> what does that mean? The length? Because everybody's got a different hey, length calves. Then some people or walk depending differently. where it cuts. Or is it the width of it? Let's not read too much into this. I know you are. This is Pirates of the Caribbean. Every pirate who everybody who serves on a pirate ship must die. No, that's not what I said. What'd you say? Any anyone who refuses to serve aboard a pirate ship must die. So when they come to or when they take over a ship and they're saying, "Hey, we're it's like press gang for the British Royal Navy." Similar with the pirates, that they would take captured vessels and the crew, then would become sometimes pirate crew. You become pirate, or if you, you weren't, die. Gonna, yeah, if you weren't going to do that, okay. then you're going to die. So you became a pirate, probably. I would have become a pirate. Exactly. And the code of brethren here for this Pirates of the Caribbean universe is partly based on a real ships articles used by the pirate crews during the 17th and 18th centuries. So this isn't something that was just made up for Pirates of the Caribbean. This was actually based on real ship articles it's kind of similar to what we saw in black sails and that's probably a good reference point for you or maybe others out there when they're starting a new ship getting a new ship and the pirate captain's getting everybody together he creates articles that outline the code of conduct for that particular ship and then every man or pirate signs on to that like this is what we're going to adhere to don't they do that even before boarding uh, that I don't know. They may, yeah, I mean, before they shove off, yeah, I yeah. think so. However, all the rules depicted in Pirates of the Caribbean are entirely fictional. I know I didn't want to burst your bubble with that, so are they? Are they really fictional? <laughs> I mean, they are fairly similar to the code that we have for our pirate <laughs> community here in the studio, except that I get all the spoils and you get to come along just for the ride. Yeah. And I was watching Captain Blood, which is the great Errol Flynn swashbuckler from 1935, I believe it is, not too long ago for an episode when I guest hosted on Goonies Minute with Brady and Chris. In Captain Blood, they have a good scene that took great care to craft the ship's articles and his code of conduct. And it was like payment for loss of limbs, treatment of women, and all that stuff that happens there. Which I thought was pretty interesting because I don't, you know, I just don't see too many pirate ships having a code of conduct when it comes to the treatment of women. And so I thought that that was pretty interesting that maybe there was some 1935 morale going on or morals going on there. Not morale, but morals going on about treatment of women. And so they were including that for the ship or maybe because of the time period they were trying to ease that hardness of a pirate movie because of what pirates are known for and then make it into a 1935 movie that wasn't maybe so hard-lined against you know, women or yeah. raping and pillaging and all that stuff. Wait, did you just ask if I had found... Actual examples of real pirate ship articles? Did you find actual examples of real pirate ship articles? <laughs> Good question, because I did. 
Wow. Yeah, actually from the 1700s. I'm not going to go through all of them, uh, but I picked out a few that I think were interesting or at least interesting to me and hopefully all of you. So specifically because I thought we could add them to our pirate code. And since you tend to be in violations of many of these frequently, I thought it was definitely appropriate. These are actually from Bartholomew Roberts, who was a famed pirate privateer, and they were drafted in 1722, 1721. And it was all the luck that I found these. It wasn't even something I was doing on purpose. I was just doing some actual pirate research, and I came across these and stumbled upon them. So I thought, well, hell, I might as well tell you about a few of these. Might as well. Well, it's pretty interesting, actually, because it's just so hard to believe with what we see as pirates that they adhere to a pirate code. Right. You know, this code of conduct. You think of these guys as just, well, like what they're doing in the town. They get off the boat. They're running like... Phoebe from Friends with their arms all waving and they're crazy and screaming and yelling, yet these guys are adhering to some code. And so it's just, it's, it really is an interesting kind of irony, I think, for myself to see that they actually adhere to something. Well, maybe the code isn't so much on land as it is on the ship. Well, no, it's actually, well, I mean, it covers just in general what what they're supposed to do. Okay. And I think really it is to protect them and the ship or, you know, to because the ship was, say, everybody's, yeah. if you want to call it that. Uh, but here we go. Here's just a couple of them from Bartholomew Roberts' articles, as I mentioned. None shall game for money, either with dice or cards, so no gambling. The lights and candles shall be put out at eight at night, and if any of the crew desire to drink after that hour, they shall sit upon the open deck without lights. You didn't want people seeing where your ship was at night. Yeah. So you had to put out the lights. If any man shall be found seducing one of the latter sex and carrying her to sea in disguise, he shall suffer death. So don't bring any women aboard. We have already talked about this. Women are bad luck on the pirate (laughs) ship. Don't bring women aboard. Gibbs, he says that. Women are bad luck, even miniature ones. So don't bring them on board. Otherwise, we're going to kill you. Gibbs should have just went and slayed everybody on that ship. Yeah. Then every man who shall become a cripple or lose a limb in the service shall have 800 pieces of eight from the common stock and for lesser hurts proportionately. Therefore, that's why we see Rigetti getting 300 pieces of eight for his eye, his lost eye. Huh. Each man shall keep his piece, cutlass, and pistols at all times clean and ready for action. I hope he keeps his piece clean and ready for action. Whoa! <laughs> I thought... <laughs> Radio edit. That wasn't for me this time. Jeez. You shouldn't air that, actually. It's too late. That's going in. No radio (laughs) edit. You can't air that. That didn't come from me. That was from her. I was talking about their guns. Uh Uh-huh. No euphemisms here. That's my department. Elizabeth even quotes the founders of the code, and she says, Morgan and Bartholomew. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I mean, she's really deep dove or deep oh, yeah. dived into this whole process. And so I had to go to Pirates of the Caribbean Wiki and found that Morgan is indeed referred to as the real guy, really. Sir Henry Morgan, the legendary Welsh privateer and later Lieutenant Governor of Jamaica. So Henry Morgan in our Pirates of the Caribbean universe, having written the pirate code, is actually the real Henry Morgan. He's also the real Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. There you go. <laughs> However, then Bartholomew may or may not be linked to the famed Bartholomew Roberts, which is how I ended up finding his article. So that was all by chance. I mean, there is some contention as to the identity of Morgan's partner, who is referred to only as Bartholomew. Uh, This individual is commonly held to be Bartholomew Roberts. 
He and Morgan appear together as spirits in the non-canon comic, The Buccaneer's Heart, and made several references to the code. So there is a comic that wasn't necessarily part of the Pirates Caribbean universe, but was related to it, if you will. So, however, Bartholomew Roberts wasn't even born during the Second Brethren Court when this happened. It's hard to say if he's really this particular person for you Pirates of the Caribbean universe fans out there. So, although it is possible that Roberts, you know, simply finished maybe the code that Morgan started, there's really no evidence that says that it is the famed Bartholomew Roberts. But I just have to imagine that the writers probably chose some somebody who actually had a famed name, or at least it... When we hear that name, we go, okay, that's Bartholomew Roberts, or at least a a pirate. That's my thought. Yeah. And then there's a second candidate. It's Bartholomew Portuguese, who was known to have established one of the earliest sets of rules that comprised the real-life pirate code around the 1660s. And then there's a third potential candidate, and may refer to Bartholomew Sharp, who was active in 1679 to 82. and And both of these two lived during the same time as our Henry Morgan. So yeah, that's hmm. it. I have that's what I have on the pirate code. Wow. Hope everybody is enlightened I, and I, they can write their own pirate code before they go out and pillage and plunder. Yes. Pirates of the Caribbean Minute does not endorse pillaging or plundering towns. No. Had to put that in there for legal reasons. They tapped on my shoulder as soon as I said that. So Scott, he's got he's got legal right behind him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as we were talking about, they are completely shocked that she asked for parlay. Yeah. And and by the way, parlay is spelled with an E, not an A. So I know that there's some back and forth, or you'll see it sometimes as parlay with an A, but it, apparently it is parlay with a Y. P-A-R-L-E-Y for all you. Didn't we uh, see it two different fans. ways on the Yeah, there is sometimes Blu-ray. you see it. You'll see a typo sometimes because of the way they do say it. And so we're using the same uh, pronunciation, and maybe that's exactly how it is they do in the movies. And so yeah. that's why we're carrying that on. But Sometimes you'll see mistakes happen where somebody will have it written parlay with an A. And so that does show up, but it is with an E. Back to where we were, you know, Pintel and Rigetti are like, you know, how do you freaking know about parlay? Yeah. And why are you asking us for it? <laughs> Rigetti, or Pintel actually looks a little ticked off that she even asked for it. Well, he, he is. And actually, Rigetti is too. He's... Screw that. Yeah, he's like, Like he no said, way. blazes to the code. He wants to take the medallion, move along. And he's like, patience, just patience be gone. We're not playing these yeah. games. And then Pentel brings it back home and he's maybe taking a bit of a chivalrous approach maybe. And that he's like, okay, we'll take you to the captain. You know, maybe let him do the dirty work. I'm not really sure why he actually is like really okay with like, okay, we'll take you to the captain. She wants to go to the captain. We'll go to the captain. Unless he's just indulging in the the idea that, okay, she wants to meet our captain. Let's take her to the captain. Yeah. I mean, you can go another route. Oh, well, maybe we'll take her to the captain. He'll Captain will take what he wants and then he'll give her back to us, basically. That's true. But you know. there is... Yeah, so, I mean, there is a potential plot point of why that I can think of, too. Oh, yeah. The medallion, they know the medallion, because they've come for the medallion. Yeah. They know the medallion was on a, was on the ship. Yeah. And it has a link to the person who took it. Yeah. And so there's an immediate just jump to conclusions here. He gave it to somebody that's an offspring or whatever. Yeah. And now this is that person. This is who she is. She has it. That's who she is. 
that's all we need to know. Right, yeah. And so that's Not like, that they got that she got it from somebody else, but it's actually her yeah. and she's related to that exactly. person. Yeah. And so we're seeing that maybe Rigetti again is jumping to conclusions, not seeing like the whole master plan here that Pintel has. Pintel yeah. seems to have a little bit more smarts going on. Well, like I said, he got the better part of the half brain. Yeah, exactly. His his wasn't the Abby normal half. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I'm thinking is maybe Pintel's thinking his head like, oh, wait, we can't get rid of her anyways because we're supposed to bring her back to the captain. And if she is related to the Turners, if you will, or Will young Will Turner got that. Because that's where it came from was a young Will Turner. Right. And what's interesting is, you know, he says, Pintel says, you've got something that calls to us. I mean, so we're already establishing that clearly they need the medallion. Yeah. I mean, Elizabeth then holds the medallion and looks at it like it's a piece of herself, though. And she's not wanting to give it up. Uh, I mean, she's really holding it and kind of rubbing it. And it's my like... My precious. Yeah, it wasn't even going to go there. Back but yeah, to that's my exactly precious. <laughs> yeah, I really need to get buckled down on that theory. I think it's like if she gives up the medallion, that's like giving up her freedom and her inner strength. It's giving up will. That too. It is giving up will. Yeah, because that's what that exactly symbolizes. Plus, the maid had already planted the thought with her that the real reason that the pirates are in the gov- in the mansion here is to exploit her for being the daughter of the governor. Yeah. So she has that thought going on in her head. And if that's the case, then she's either worried that the pirates are going to kill her, even though that destroys their leverage or potential ransom with the governor, or she would rather try and negotiate with the pirate captain than actually give up her soul and her pirate medallion. So the bonus being that she actually gets to meet a real-life pirate captain because we know she's infatuated with pirates. (laughs) Not sure she wants to meet this one. She doesn't know that yet. (laughs) It's not the one that she thinks is walking the the fine line of actually being a pirate like Jack Sparrow is. Yeah. A bit of, you know, something that's a little bit more flamboyant. This is one that actually sailed into Port Royal and bombarded the hell out of it. So... I'm not sure she completely thought that through unless she really thought her life was going to be in serious danger at that point and she's trying to negotiate something yeah. with them. Maybe she thinks she could talk him into not, not bombing the Port Royal. I don't know. Well, I mean, Port Royal is already bombed. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, not continue on them. Yeah, maybe she thinks she can negotiate something or, yeah. or settle a truce or something. But I don't think that she believes that they're there they're really there just for the medallion at this point no she thinks it's and if she does it's not because it has any strange properties it's because it's gold and pirates want gold yeah and that's what it is but you don't think because he says it calls to her i don't think that i think that when she hears that that she's thinking all gold calls to them oh you've got something that we want it's a solid gold medallion gold calls to us that's how I'm seeing it. Yeah, but at that time, they don't know it's hanging around her neck. She doesn't know that, though. Oh. You know, maybe they... She doesn't know if they maybe saw it, that they're coming for her, that they're gold... Because in her... I, I don't think... In her world right now, there is no supernatural. Right. And we'll talk about some of the slow burn supernatural stuff that's coming, the slow reveal stuff later, but... In, or in future minutes... But for her, her pract- for her, you know, idea, she, I don't think she believes that they're there just for the gold or that it's really calling to them. I think that it's, hey, it's gold. We're a pirate. All gold calls to us. We want the gold. You're also the governor's daughter. And then that's what I think is triggering her to say parlay. It's me think me thinks, by the way. Yeah, me, me thinks. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure why she would ask for parlay, except that 
you know, she believes or maybe she read in all of her studies on pirates that they often rape and murder. She's figuring better to not wait and see what their real intentions are as opposed to calling parlay. It's like maybe calling, it's like calling not it as fast as possible. Yeah. So maybe that's what she's trying to head this off. And so I'm not really, you know, I really am kind of confused on on that scene to some degree about that. Maybe she's just trying to save her own life, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm she sure that that's she part have, of it is. This, well, she, well, she's dealing she's, with the goofballs here, the regular pirate crew. She's figuring the captain is going to be more level-headed. I can try and negotiate with him as opposed to tackling these morons who I don't know what they're going to do to me. Right. And she believes that the pirate code or parlay is actual code. They have to abide by it. That's right. So she figures she could deal with the captain and be set free. That's right. You know, she doesn't she doesn't know the real facts of piracy here. No, I mean she's she has just an going idea, by, but yeah, but she's not She's never been in a situation yeah. where real pirates have attacked. Yeah. She doesn't know that. So I in think her it's mind, maybe they, self preservation. Follow the code. And it's self preservation for sure yeah. that she's trying to do that. But oh, it, yeah. it just is odd though. Because she does look at the medallion, so she knows... I think she just believes that they're calling for the gold. I don't think that yet that she believes that it actually has supernatural powers. She's just saying they want the gold necklace, is, is really how she's looking at it. Yeah. And that she's the governor's daughter. There's a lot that can be read into it and play into that. Well, I think we probably exhausted that thing. And I was going to say, do you want to move on to Port Royal? Yeah. Where the pirates are rioting the streets of Port Royal? <laughs> exactly. You said rioting. I said raiding the town. So that, that was in my notes. So I think we're pretty pretty close to dead on with each other with that. Or we could say all hell continues to be on a rampage there. Yeah. But I, you know, I can only imagine Will he's stuck fighting this brick wall of a pirate when all I think that is on his mind is, you are freaking holding me up. Yeah. I am trying to get to the Swan Mansion to just save Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like when you're running through something and you have to keep dinking with other things and you're one goal. It's like something that comes up that's preventing you from getting to the goal. And right. and that's what's going on here. Yeah. Again, Will is frustrated as all hell is basically what's going on. Yeah. But he has to actually fight this because really what he wanted to do is just slip out and run to the mansion. Oh, yeah. My, he wants to go thing. make sure she's okay and protect her. Yeah, especially, I mean, you think he spends all day, well, three hours a day practicing <laughs> with his sword. And no, that's not a euphemism, Heather. Now he can actually use those skills to save Elizabeth when he, if he gets to her house, the woman that he loves. But he's still stuck in the freaking town. Yeah. He can't get out of there. Everywhere he goes, there's another pirate that wants to battle this guy. And so this is just, you know, this is his chance to actually win. He's already won her favor, and I think he knows that. Yeah. But it's maybe to win her father's favor. Like, I mm, saved the daughter. Yeah. Puts him in a different light. Exactly. And so now, maybe then it gives him a chance. Right. That makes sense. But no, he's he stuck fighting a there. pirate. In the town, I also like the details. There's breaking windows, and you see pirates stealing from the window displays. That's why I said rioting. <laughs> yeah, there's so much going on. It's like the it's like trying I to see ab- televisions walking away. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, how do we get these TVs to work? <laughs> All staring at blank screens. Who? When in the hell is Disney going to start making some TV content? <laughs> You know, it's like trying to absorb the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You can't simply just do it in one round, really, to really absorb it. I mean, it does no. go slow enough to see, but to see all the details and to remember all the details, it takes multiple trips to do that. That's interesting because I was just reading about the ride. And Walt actually said that people are going to go through the ride multiple times. And every time they go by, go through the ride, 
they're going to see and hear something different. Oh, that's cool. Because you're not going to catch everything in one ride. Yeah. You you actually need to go through multiple times to be able to catch everything. And every time it's going to be a new experience for you because you're going to see or hear something different. Oh, that's cool. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. And just a couple of quick things on kind of the town and what you were talking about, the ride and not seeing stuff. You can actually see two shop signs hidden in the background in this particular minute. Yeah. One more so than the other. We have R. Smith Pewterers, which is a blacksmith and was a character in a shop that was also included in the Pirates of the Caribbean online role-playing game. R. Smith Pewterers is actually in there. Huh. And then we have this elusive fuzzy background sign that I think I may have decoded. Okay. Now, you could see clearly and breaches. But there was this word that was that looked like buck or duck or tuck or something. Yeah. And I think it's duck and breeches, actually, is my best guess at this particular time. And if everybody out there knows or has some history with pirates or pirate culture that might be able to shed some light on what that might actually be, let us know and we'll go ahead and update on a future episode. But I believe it is duck and breeches is this shop. And it's really fuzzed out, so it's hard yeah. to do. Thank God for Blu-rays, though, because the DVDs, you can really see a big difference. And you can, it's hard to pick out some of this stuff. Yeah. But at least what I think it might be, is it is hard to make out, is this duck, as I said. And breeches, it's definitely. So it's the first word that I'm having trouble identify. And I found the following passage regarding the clothing of pirates that leads me to believe it's ducks. His clothes would be a separate cut and fashion according to his trade. A waist or hip-length jacket, sometimes named a fear knot, with dark blue being the most popular color, though this would fade it with use. And a pair of loose-fitting breeches with a button or narrow fall fly, or instead a pair of what became commonly known as ducks, and later petticoat breeches, made from sailcloth or canvas, which ended in wide, unhemmed, flapping bottoms anywhere between just below the knee and just above the ankle. Huh. So, so ducks yeah. is what became a petticoat breeches, so they're all kind of in the breeches category, which makes me believe it is ducks. Yeah. But if anybody has, you know, maybe some better evidence, then let me know. It was really difficult trying to track that down. It's not something that was just readily available. So it did take some digging. I don't know why I spent so much time doing it. <laughs> because that's what you do. Man, I got to do something else with that time. <laughs> it's like I could really put that time to better use with the show than actually like, hey, you know, people are going to go crazy if I can just identify the name of this shop. And, it's and it's your get... three hours of practicing with swords. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I tell you. It's like, why did I do that? But then, then I get it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But then everybody else is like, you know, that was Why? dumb. It wasn't even part of the plot. They're probably going, you know, he talks about history all the time. And he's identifying these stores. We don't really care. Anyways, yeah. So when you're shopping for your petticoat breeches out there, ask the clerk if she can help you with your ducks and see what happens. <laughs> ducks and breeches, I'm pretty much good to go. What about you? I think we're at the end of the minute. Yeah, we've gone pretty long. So let's call it a day. We'll be back tomorrow with Minute 36 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Wander on over to our Facebook page. And yeah, heck, while you're there, just give us a like. Or blackpearlminute.com for additional details on our contest. It's our listener appreciation contest going on right now. Remember, it's simple. Just leave us a review on iTunes. Nothing fancy, just short and sweet. And shoot us an email right after you submit the review with your username so we have a heads up and a contact email in case you win. Until then... Let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. Thanks, Scurvy Dog.
Thanks for joining us on Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. If you like the show, then leave us a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, matey. You can contact us at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. We just might feature your questions and comments on future episodes. Visit us online at blackpearlminute.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash pirates of the Caribbean minute, twitter.com slash blackpearlmen, and on soundcloud.com slash pirates of the Caribbean, where we post additional content, have episode discussions, and share our favorite show clips. Now see you next time, scallywags.